So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. I'm doing my thistle, my nizzle, my nizzle. I work me the price on the middle, the middle. I keep me a bag on skittle, the skittle. Trying to get you a radical feeling. A real automatic, it came with no sin. Automatic, all this trapping, it got you offended. What's up, everybody? It's the Fast Meat Below Average Podcast. We are back for another week. Did we, how many weeks have we skipped? I lost track, which probably isn't good. Which means it's more than one, but probably less than like four, I think. I think we missed two. Because, I don't know, we just didn't get around to it for a little while, and then... Fourth of July. Fourth of July. How was your Fourth of July? It was good. I was at the beach. Always nice. Such a patriotic time of year. You know, it kind of just like... It's just good. I like it. It's one of my favorite holidays. It is. Um, Secondary I didn't really see any fireworks. birthday. Yeah, there you go. That's a solid holiday. Well, we have a good episode for you today. Um, I don't know if it's great. It's just, and what's my favorite thing to say? It's that time of year. (laughs) Just like mid-July. This is really it. Whenever I'm talking the rest of the year, whenever I say it's that time of year, right now is that time of year where there's just like basics going on. But we have something now. There was like, what's it called? Dead week or whatever? Dead week at the academy, the time between graduation and basic, we have like yeah. a dead four months. And I think we're toward the tail end of that fourth month <clears throat> because football's around the corner. At least basic's kicking right now. Not that we really have anything to do with that, but it produces some some type of content and topics for us. Yeah. Football does start is starting to feel like it's right around the corner. But of course, if you're an Air Force fan, Football is never around the corner. You get what you get when you watch the games on the networks when they actually show them. And that's it. Because Troy Calhoun doesn't give press conferences. We don't hear any kind of statements from the team. Uh, So, I don't know. I kind of thought Nathan Pine would push him in the direction of talking a little bit more to the media. But he still plays those kind of Bill Belichickian games where... He likes to not name any of the players that were starting. We still aren't 100% sure. Basically, I think Brent Brigham is on the train of thinking that Donald Hammond's going to be our starting quarterback this season. Um, but we still have Isaiah Sanders, of course, who, which, I mean, in looking at his stats, Isaiah Sanders had better stats last season in terms of um, passing and running. But it seems like Donald Hammond can find the end zone easier, especially when we're in the red zone. So I don't know. It's a whole lot of just guessing. I do, on that front. Yeah, I do know that 15 out of the 16 quarterbacks that we had last year are returning this year. So uh, there should yeah. be a lot to choose from, and hopefully we can stick with one for more than half a quarter and let them settle yeah. in a little bit. Yeah, at the running back position, we're a little bit – that's a little bit of a shakeup because we had – we've actually lost two of our players um, who were removed from the team. I don't know anything about that. I guess there was some – rumors that one of them could be back um but we hope that everything's going on 
is going okay with that. So I, I don't even know what's going on. But we're, we do have Caden Remsburg who's coming back. So he's going to have to take a lot of snaps this year. Or not snaps, but he'll have to, to run the ball a lot this season. And we'll really see. But I guess one thing that I did want to do is so we have our schedule completely laid out now. And also, I realize we haven't even done a podcast since that since the discussion about Air Force potentially joining the AAC, did we? No, I think that's the last one we did. We did talk about it? Yeah, we talked about it pretty in-depth. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, so we, we did talk right? about it. Yeah, <laughs> one of the main reasons why I wanted to join the AAC is because it would put us in a position to where we have to shake up our schedule instead of the schedule that we've been doing, which is the same format for the last, I don't even know how many years, of a cupcake team, parents weekend, where we don't learn anything, a week off, and then a either like a game that's out of conference that might be non-Power 5, might be Power 5. This year we're playing at Colorado, uh, which will be an interesting game. But we still have that kind of same trend. And then, of course, we have two very, very different conference games with Boise State and San Jose State, and then we roll right into Navy. So just looking at this schedule, I'm not even 100% sure if we're going to get a good picture of who this team is until we get to Navy. And so, I don't know, it's a little bit disappointing. But starting out, we have Colgate, Colorado, and then Boise State, San Jose State, and Navy. So out of that, I mean, all but a guaranteed win against Colgate. Honestly, and I question this, this might sound non-patriotic, if you will, patriotic for Yusafa, could maybe embrace debate, could losing to Colgate be a good thing? Um. <clears throat> If we're accepting, well, <laughs> I don't know if a good thing's the right term, but we've talked about this, and strictly based off of our strength of schedule, our strength of schedule is hor- horrible, right? I mean, it's the Mountain West and then some spotty teams. Colorado, I guess, is the, the huge outlier this year that we're playing. Um, yeah. So our strength of schedule is trash. So we're if we have a good season, we're going to the Idaho Potato Bowl or the Bell, Bell Helicopter Bowl sponsored by Mitchell Hall. So it really doesn't make a difference if we lose that first game. I think if it's close and we still win, that's probably a better outcome for us because it looks really bad to lose to, I don't know, what is Colgate? They're maybe D1, AA, AAA? Not AAA. They'd probably well, it's, be... it's, called, it's called FCS now, but yeah. Yeah, same thing. Um, so it would look terrible. It wouldn't be good for recruiting. It could start a downhill snowball uh, from there. But I think if it's kept relatively close... And it could kind of spark a little bit of a fire underneath um, our player, our players, and realize that you know we need to get going against Colorado with a little bit of a more fire. And we're all just, we're, I'm strictly speaking towards like uh, trying to give you a reason for why it could be a good thing. But we really, we don't know the status of this team. Like you said, there's never any press conferences, so we have no idea what their mindset is. For all we know, you know they're fired up and they're ready to go undefeated. So I'm just kind of. Uh, speaking out of the side of my mouth yeah it's i don't know it's tough the the thing is is it's just like i hate it because you can already just kind of predict what's going to happen and i hope that's not the case but until we get answers we're really just not going to know so i say we'll blow out colgate probably keep colorado close um because that's just what we do against power five teams boise state i don't know they're always good so if we have to take a loss there uh, that's no fun. And San Jose State, I don't think they're going to be any better than last year, so that that should be a win. And then going into Navy, 
Navy, we did not even get... If we go into that game expecting the same play that we got from them last year, we're in for a completely rude awakening. Yeah. I don't th- I don't see Navy playing the way that they did last year. Um, they had issues with their quarterback, with Malcolm Perry, and then they also had, I guess, problems figuring out who a consistent runner was going to be. So I think that could potentially even be... I, I, I'm hesitant to call it a trap game because a trap game is obviously when you should blow them out, but I could see us going in there and being surprised and being caught on our heels, which is not a good thing. Um, Fresno State, I feel like Fresno State every year is either really good or really bad. I feel like they're usually not they, in the middle. Yeah, I think they're kind of on a downslope recently. They kind of had a few hot years back in like the 16, 17 maybe. But I know last year they didn't do as well. Uh, I wouldn't expect a huge turnaround this year. But, I mean, as we've seen before, we can't take anyone, especially anyone in the Mountain West, for granted. Um so I think going yeah, back so to it, I think, have... I think we're two. I think we're some combination of two and two going into Navy um, with wins against Colgate. I'm sorry. I think we're three and two with wins against three and one wins against Colgate and San Jose State, and then we split and we either beat Boise or we beat Colorado and we lose to the other. Uh, yeah, I'd be happy with that. Uh, I mean, obviously, if we go four and zero, I think. I don't think Navy is going to be able to stop us. I think that level of confidence, because here's the thing, if we went 4-0, that would mean that we have it completely figured out. That would mean we're not flip-flopping on who our quarterback is. It would mean that uh, Caden Remsburg is settled in. It would mean that Garrett Coppola is captaining the defense. It would mean that our bigger guys like Mo Fafita is in there playing well, and obviously there's just no issues on special teams. So I think if that happens, it's a completely different story. And I think we can potentially look at winning out from there. I, I mean, if we, I think if we went 4-0, we have a shot at a perfect season. Because really, who's our biggest test after that? We have Army. Army, who's <clears throat> Army, who's good, but always... I mean, we did... Like, Army went down to the stretch last year. Um, I, we had the, game, the ability to take the game back and win it. Um, it didn't happen. And then Utah State is also another team that's always pretty good. But um, down the stretch, those last three teams, New Mexico, Colorado State, and Wyoming... Those are always uh, – that's just the worst part of the season. So just kind of big picture, uh, like I said, I, maybe it's just I'm just being too greedy and uh, considering the fact that we do this whole thing, like FNBA, we'd like to see some more excitement. But it's just like, I don't know, really, really predictable in terms of what's happening. But I am super excited. I, I hope – I mean, at least this season what we can say going into it is that our all of our players have more experience. So – that is such a crazy thing, though, that we have all these returning players and we still have no idea what's going on. And I guess technically the starter is still not named, but it's also really cool to think that maybe these guys have been lifting, working out, getting better in the offseason, too. Yeah. And so it, it's going to be cool to see who who exactly steps up. Can we, uh, uh, can we put it out on the line right now and throw out uh, what our predictions are for records? Uh, sure, and I will start it out. I think I can't remember if it was a sports book or if it was just a blog, but someone set us at the over under at six wins. So, um, I guess yeah, just just knowing that that's that's basically what the odds makers are saying we're gonna do is is go six and seven. Then is that right? So, so what do you no, think? Six and. Six and six. Okay, six and six, yeah. 
I think we go seven and five. I'd like to say eight and four, but I just feel like there's a game in there that we're going to lose that we shouldn't have lost. <clears throat> See, I don't want to tell you on that, but I, I feel like I, I kind of feel the exact same thing. I, I, I legitimately do. I think we're either going to go like 10 and two, or I think we're going to go like four and eight. Like, <laughs> is really what don't, I think is going to happen. Yeah, don't you love uh, when you have that little... Ab- it's not even lack of confidence. It's just, it's like if you're, if you're the, uh, we know they're out there, the equivalent of the FNBA for Alabama, you're looking at two games maybe that you're like, I don't know if we're going to win these, and they're all against top 10 teams. And we're like, well, there's, you know, go one of two ways. We could win out, and it wouldn't be that unreasonable, or we could win two games. It's like that's the fine line that we're that we're balancing when we play every single game. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent true. I guess it could make it more exciting. But you know what I was thinking too, and I realize that we're basically just one step away from kind of trashing the way that Air Force does their media coverage and accessibility and transparency and stuff. But I was thinking about this and look at other programs at our school. Namely, the one that is probably the most successful in terms of fan support is probably hockey. Will you agree with me on that? At Air Force? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. They they have a lot of, like, they pull a lot of local. I feel like they pull a lot of local, not even Air Force really affiliated crowds. Totally agree. And I don't think that comes from just the skill level. I think a lot of that does come from the transparency and how well the media is taken care of. They do, they run full injury reports. They run, um, like Frank Saratori, I, I mean, he can power all Colorado Springs with the electricity from his <laughs> press conferences. Like it just is what it is. He's, he's incredible. Yeah. And so I almost wonder if that's one of the things that kind of draws Colorado Springs residents away from being big air force fans. And, and granted, I'm kind of saying this without the numbers, this is just kind of on visuals from going to games every year. Um, but I, I really do wonder that. And I think if we could kind of open that up and get some answers as to what's going on, why, like I still don't know what the coaching staff thinks was the reason for our record last season. So I don't know. know. Yeah. And it's frustrating. So I don't know. Like we said, where I think we're just, we're tired of the status quo. It's like, I, there's so many resources these days when it comes to uh, media you know, it doesn't need to be Colorado Springs Gazette putting out articles. Actually, we would prefer that it's not the Colorado Springs Gazette putting out articles every week. There are hundreds of, of students at the academy that I'm sure would love to get out of doing base or training sessions to be, like, essentially social media guys. And I know they have those, but we're not utilizing it. Like, just give a kid a camera, let them like get vlogs going, get behind the scenes stuff going, give us something to work with here. There's workouts every day. There's practices every day. Every student athlete there on the football team has some sort of backstory that would be interesting to put into a short little monologue. And I just don't know why we get that. And all we get is like the standard stuff. Yeah. Now it's so many other teams do that. They, you know, they have artistic videos and things that are going up every day to keep the the fans involved. Yeah. I mean, I think what it comes down to is that there's no pressure 
from the grads and by pressure i mean with money like you look at a program like texas where charlie strong arguably wasn't doing a terrible job and he was out after what one year two years yeah one year yeah yeah and that's all pressure from the boosters we don't have that and that's why they're happy with the status quo as long as i think as long as everybody's getting paid and everybody's got a job um never talk about another man's job so i would never say anything about you know it's uh it's all they're they're the pressure comes from nothing because it's taxpayer money, so it's coming in regardless. I know there's also like the Air Force Athletic Fund or whatever, but primarily it's all just the allotted amount of money that the taxpayers are contributing. Well, yeah, well, and I mean that money does come from like ticket sales and stuff, but I'm but you're right. It, there's no pressure. There's no donor pressure, which I don't. I mean, I guess that's probably a good thing. Maybe. It's good and bad, you know. There's you don't want the be in the pocket of the donor necessarily, but I don't think that would really happen at an academy. Yeah, we need to get a rich guy. All these guys, all these guys who come back to speak at the academy about how rich they are. Yeah, how well they did. If you're truly varsity, <laughs> follow through, man. Yeah, you know who you are. I don't get that reference because I know, <laughs> I know that it's a management thing, but I hear it all the time. Um, okay, and the next thing, I know you're not a big golf guy, but I am a huge golf guy. Go off, man. And I just wanted to. Yeah, I just wanted to talk real quick about Tom Whitney and Kyle Westmoreland because they're doing some really incredible stuff. Uh, Tom Whitney, obviously we've covered him probably ad nauseum for a lot of the listeners out there um, who aren't necessarily into golf. But he's still doing amazing things. Like we said, did serve five years as a missiles officer up in the freezing cold of, I guess, North Dakota, Wyoming, that whole area. And put his golf game on hold-ish. He still played in Air Force events and just spanked everybody in every single thing that he played in. And then then he went up, played on the PGA Tour Latino America um, in 2017. And then last year he played on the web.com tour. And then this year he's back down, unfortunately, to the PGA Latino America. But he's ranked number one right now in the order of merit, which means that he will likely be promoted up to the web.com tour and right now the pga tour latino america is on a break and so he's going what you can do in golf is play a monday qualifier they call it basically you show up um with a bunch of people you pay an entry fee and you play golf whichever the top it's usually like it can be any any number it could be two people it could be six people ten people whatever it is lowest scores get in um and get to play for that week and so he's monday qualified at a few tournaments um, I, th- I can't remember if he qualified or if he got an exemption into this week's Colorado Open, but he will be playing that up in Colorado. And there is a hole, a monster of a hole. It's a par five, 773 yards long. Um, we heard from Tom Whitney, and he said he hit driver three wood eight iron, which is for a pro is an absolute monster of a hole. Um And then also we have Kyle Westmoreland, who is a 2014 graduate. Haven't talked about him as much, uh, but he's taken kind of a different approach to becoming a pro. So he's been playing in web.com events whenever he can get, um, whenever he can get leave. And so he'll take leave and play here or there. And basically right now, I guess this week he's get, he was supposed to get out of the air force, um, but he got into this week's turn or no he didn't get into this week's tournament but i think he's trying to qualify and um it's been basically just pushed back so that way he can continue to play and so really cool 
just seeing how these guys are doing. And I think after he gets out, obviously he's going to dedicate himself full time. So I think really the sky's the limit. But what's really cool about these guys is if you look at any of our other sports, I think that there is generally kind of a stock player, if you will. There's the we have generally a brand when it comes to football players. You know, you have what's the stereotype that we have at Isafa? It's undersized but very quick, um, smart. But we, you know, they're not set up to run anything other than a triple option. For golf, it's two guys that have completely different swings, completely different games. Uh, but at the same time are able to make it. And so I think that's really, really cool. And in, when you talk about recruiting, if these guys can get up onto the biggest stage and play in the PGA Tour, make it into some majors, Tom Whitney made it past the first round of qualifying for the U.S. Open um, and just missed out on actually making it into the U.S. Open. But if you can get these guys on on stages like that where the focus is just on them and they're not you know, playing on a team, um, I think that's huge for recruiting. And so it's really cool. Um, Tom, we, we talked to him quite a bit, and he's been saying he'll come on the podcast. I know he's really, really busy, um, but I would just love to have a conversation with him and just pick his brain because I don't think people – I don't think a casual golfer or a casual golf fan understands just how good you have to be to be where these guys are at, and they were able to do it while having a full-time job. You know, most kids out of college, most kids – uh, who try to go pro, they dedicate themselves full-time. They move down to Texas or they move to California or Florida. They get full-time coaches, and it's very expensive, and they just work nonstop. And these guys, it's it's basically like a side thing. Obviously, for Tom, it's full-time now, and he's making his way. But I'm super excited to see what the future holds for both of them, and I have zero doubt that we will see both of them um, as full me- full card-carrying members of the PGA Tour. So. Yeah, it's awesome. Do you think they? I'm sure they had to. Well, I don't know. Did Tom do any, um, like professional tournaments while he was active duty? Are you aware? I think he may have played in a couple where he went and qualified. Um, I know he played on a tour, like a mini tour, basically. Um, I think he played in like a, like a Utah PGA Championship, or something like that. So these um, guys were probably taking like personal leave to do that stuff. I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. And, and Kyle Westmoreland, he had a he had a month off when he was on terminal, and so there there's a great interview with him. It's it's really short, but it's a great interview with him and a little bit of insight on um, Golf Digest. And if I mean, obviously, if you're listening to us, you know you'll probably know all the information already because it's all just about the academy and about being in the Air Force and stuff. But uh, yeah, just really like really incredible. And and the thing is, is it's just like. Really, the difference I would say between golf, and I mean, this is true in other sports, but the, the big difference is that you are in the red. You're losing money when you're trying to make it up to the tour. Tom Whitney said, um, they talked about how much money he's won on the, the PGA Tour Latino America this season, and it's been like fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 And he did basically the calculations between travel, um, accommodations, just living, like food and all that stuff. Uh, tournament entry fees and everything and he basically netted something like two thousand dollars so far on the entire season so yeah it's just crazy but you never know when these guys are just going to break out and break over and just become and you know win their first pga tournament and get all the things that go along with that which are you know exemptions and sets you up for sponsorships and it basically just gives you a security blanket for a few years yeah that's awesome 
be fun to keep track of those guys. Yeah. Um, so keep an eye out for that. This week it kicks off tomorrow. I should have the podcast up tonight. So starts tomorrow, <clears throat> Thursday, July. What is that? Eleventh. Yes, sir. Yeah, Thursday, July eleventh. That starts up uh, Colorado Open. I don't know how much coverage there'll be on the Golf Channel, but uh, especially if you're in Colorado, I would say travel up there. Um, it's at a newer course, I think, north of Denver. Um, so now the next thing, and this is a hot, <laughs> a very hot thing that peek behind the curtain. Uh, I didn't want to post <laughs> initially. Because I just felt like I was making fun of somebody who was trying to do a very nice thing and somebody that we have a lot of respect for, a ton of respect for, and we think is doing a great, great job. Um, but the superintendent has extended an invitation to all graduates to participate in the first ever graduate march back from Jack's Valley. Graduates will march behind. The basic cadet formation as they return from second BCT in Jack's Valley on July 31st. Uh, and then he goes on a little bit more. And you have to register for it. And uh, I don't know. Like, I think it's touchy. I think it's a very nice thing. Like, it's very nice that they're doing <laughs> it. Um, but it's just like, why would you want to do that? Dude, I'm just imagining, like, first off, you gotta imagine the type of people that are going to do this. Then you have to imagine, like, is it just like guys wearing cargo shorts and tennis shoes walking behind them? That's what you I was. You know, thinking. there's gonna be some hardos that like throw on their BDUs and they're full fledged getting after it. There has to be at least one of those. Oh, buddy, so, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a, a '67 grad in there wearing those, wearing what are, what are those things? The old ones. Yeah. The old, just all green boys. The best part about this is going, I wish I could be a fly on the wall or maybe a fly on the uh, guide on to listen to, like, there's going to have to be some crusty grad there. I wish I could just be in his brain listening to his thoughts as he watches the current state of the cadets marching and stuff. Because oh. it is just, there's already so much complaining on face every Facebook post. It's like, you know chins in rack your chins whatever they say what is it you, you nailed it like you're close enough yeah yeah <laughs> get your chins racked all that stuff is in the comments and i'm like dude one of these guys is gonna go there and just be appalled with what he sees marching off step uh who knows you know it doesn't even matter you name it and he's gonna be fuming and I just wish yeah. I could be in his brain, in his just sitting there in his brain, listening to the ridiculous thoughts that are going through his head. Yeah, um, I I just see. Here's what I think is like I can't imagine getting yourself back into that mindset. Because here's the thing: even if you're a grad, if you go, you're getting into formation. You're getting into an Air Force Academy formation. <laughs> so having to listen to like AMTs yelling, like graduates, pick it up, like uh I can only imagine like that's, but you're right. It's like, I, and more power to like, the biggest thing is I don't, we never want to dump on like actual cadets. We like to dump on concepts of things that are silly. And this is one of those things where it's just like, it is a cool thought. And when also when you're close to the microscope, when you're like actually at the Academy, it's like, Oh yeah, like get some grads out here. That's fine. But when you're like so far removed from it, from that yeah. entire environment, like we are, and you just think about 
that thought of going back, and it's just like, ugh. Dude, it's not technically too late, but we may have missed a great opportunity here. For content? Yes. Um, yeah. Well, if we went. It's July 31st, so you go. <laughs> I'll test it out. I'll let you know how it is. You go and FaceTime here. Yeah. By the way, this is a little bit off topic, but kind of on topic. Can we talk about... Dude, the, the colored hats thing have to go. It just, looks so ridiculous. It does look bad. Like, alright, c- colored classes, that's fine. But there's something else we can do. Like, throw a, I don't know, make them wear yellow undershirts or red undershirts. Just do something, anything other than those Bob the Builder looking hats that they're wearing. It's like, a lot of the kids, and uh, well, I don't want to get into specifics, but, you know, there's like the quintessential warfighter look or whatever, and it's not a, a yellow hat that's like barely holding on to somebody's head, somebody's head. What if we did, uh, you know, those like, you know, the baseball caps with the patches, with the, like on the front? Yeah, like you, oh, you yeah. can get them with OCPs when you like deploy. Um, yeah. I, I think if they did like those, because they're gonna be rolling out OCP soon. If they did those with like on the on the hat do like a class colored academy patch yeah and that's actually useful because you could have like patches for kids that are on uh form 18s you know mm-hmm. and it has like a little like sad face with a tear like an emoji sad face with a tear going down it. and it could light you up could put yeah you could stick on their head so then they know like they're beating everybody they're like oh wait we can't let this kid can't do push-ups yeah he's he's fr- he's... he's frowny face <laughs> yeah and then, like, if you're a, a football, I see you could have one with a football. So then the teacher would be like, "Hey, turn in your homework." And then they're like, "Oh wait, you're a football. I see. It's fine." <laughs> no, it'd be Nike. It'd just be a <laughs> Nike hat or Gatorade. Yeah. Like Nike slides, but yeah, it'd be a Nike hat. Yeah, Not that's your perfect, noggin. dude. Yeah, I think that'd you be heard good. Heard here first, and uh, yeah, buy. We'll make them, and then they can buy them from us, and all the proceeds will go towards. Um, flying me out on july 31st yeah hey speaking of crusty grads um i don't know if you saw on twitter but i got into it a little bit with a guy who is fuming furious that air force wears nike uniforms on the football field because of the kaepernick thing i think i think that's what it stems from but he also threw in under armor as well for navy so what does he want us to wear like um, that is exactly what I was thinking. So what I was thinking was hilarious about it. So basically his reasoning was that it's, it's, a, it's people endorsing it. And the thing was, so who this guy is, is, uh, and I, I don't want to like dox him or anything, but he, he, he said this in the tweet. So he doesn't care if it's out there. He tweeted this out to the universe. He, he said he's a 29 year Marine Corps veteran. Um, I'll let you take a wild guess as to whether he's enlisted or an officer. Uh, he, he, and he told me that he goes like this. I gave him some very, like, just the answer. I gave him the information. I said, Hey, uh, the air force Academy athletics or athletics corporation is who they're technically playing under. They're not playing as much as they're representing the air force Academy. It's a completely different thing. And that's where this comes from. And he comes back and says, you need to do your research. 
I do my as a 29 year Marine Corps veteran. I there do I do my research to a T, and I was like, okay. And so we just went because on because there's a direct line. correlation there. Yeah, but this is the kind of guy who legitimately you can tell, and and he is politically motivated, obviously. And that's the whole thing is it's like I think when you try to use things like uniforms or clothing as like a political device, then you're just completely go blowing past the point. Because whether or not you disagree with Nike's decision to do anything with the Betsy Ross stuff with or sponsoring whoever, whatever it is, it's like they still make the best uniforms. And it's like it's yeah. not like Air Force is padding their pockets out in Beaverton. It's like definitely other schools. So why yeah. would we not wear their uniforms? And so he did say um, they need to wear a non-branded uniform. And so I was just thinking about if we got the same companies who make Air Force uniforms like ABUs um, – to make football uniforms and i thought that would just be hysterical can you imagine that our players start to sweat and they just they gain 20 pounds because <laughs> it all just soaks in they get their uh uniforms fitted by the side john seamstress and like Ugh. the quarterbacks wearing the size that the offensive linemen should be wearing yeah none of, ankles. none of the sizes would fit they'd have different numbers on the back and front like it'd just be a nightmare <laughs> Well, you know that Marine Corps, the Marine guys, the same, probably the same guy who makes the comments like uh, Air Force, Army, and Navy have football teams. Marines don't because they don't have time. They're too busy winning wars. Exactly. You, that you <laughs> nailed it with that. That is the exact kind of, kind of thing. Like, no. And you want to explain to him. And he's like, yeah, that's the reason why. And it's like, okay. All right, you can right. have this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why, I, and at the very end, I think one of the last things I said, I was like, I was like, I, okay, clearly, like, you refuse to accept the fact that there's no regulation. And he was, what he was saying is that if you're in the military, you're on duty 24-7. And I was going to just ask him, like, so are you implying that no military member should ever wear anything branded in their off time? Like, if you're walking around, yeah. you can't wear a shirt with a brand on it? Um but I was basically just like, there's no AFI that says that the Air Force Academy football team, uh, that uniform is a military uniform, and I'm pretty sure you're the only person on the planet who thinks that it is. And I was just, and he came back with something else, and I was like, what a weird hill to die on. I didn't say die because he was old, so I said stand on because I didn't want him to insinuate because he's the kind of guy who would come back and I'm like, are you telling me to die? I'm like, no, no, <laughs> well, I'm not. It's, it's like the correlation thing when it's like, if you take it to the extreme, it's like, well, uh, you know, Hitler wore jeans and you wear jeans. So you guys have the same values. Like yeah. that's what you're getting at here. It's exactly. like, just such, no, dude. just such weak logical links. And it was just brutal. But um, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And, Going now into more of cadet internet stuff, there was an Air Force Academy girlfriends page that was infiltrated by some brave soul, and um, they got exposed. Yeah, they got put on blast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, pretty much, just to go back to it, and it was like making the rounds on meme instagram basically um oh it was nasty i guess it's the it's and the whole thing is it's not even like all classes it's just the class of 2023's girlfriends and there's screenshots of like a conversation one girl's like i honestly love thinking about the future 
another girl goes, guys, think about it. One day we're going to tell all of our kids about this group chat. And then another girl goes at, and I'm going to say this at risk of losing our clean family podcast. Uh, you can listen to this with your kids. In fact, it's good for kids to listen to this. But a girl goes, I'll fight a bitch if he sends me only a heart after all the cute shit. I don't exactly know what that means. I don't but, know what that means either. But they just go on. And then once they got exposed, there were more screenshots afterwards. And uh, it was just brutal. So you got to remember, and maybe we are, maybe I'm aging myself here, but like... <laughs> They're from virtually they could be like sophomores or juniors in high school. Well, I was thinking about that. I was like, these poor girls, they're like 18, 19 years old. So but you're Maybe. right though. Some of them could be younger, but we're going to assume that they're all about the same age. And it was just, ugh, it was just nasty. I think, dude, I think you see it in active duty too, where it's like some people look for a group to latch onto, right? Yeah. It's like they want to feel a part of something. So this is a very easy out for them. It's like some people they're like, all right, I'm a CrossFitter. I'm, I do all things CrossFit. That's my that's my bag. And then other people are like, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Pick your poison. Some I people think are they're alcoholics. Like, yeah, they mean alcohol's alcoholic anonymous anonymous. Well, I was going to say more like drinking, not quitting drinking. <laughs> well, I meant like it's a group of people who who have drunk and drank in the past. Uh, very bad comparison. Uh, anyway. I think they're like, oh, well, my boyfriend, everyone else's boyfriend is home, and they're enjoying summer before college together. Mine's halfway across the country, and I can't even talk to him. So how do I fill this void? Oh, okay, let me latch on to the fact that I'm a Air Force girlfriend, and I'm so strong, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I will say, too, it's kind of one of those things where, like, it's definitely a red flag. Like, if you're dating one of these people take that as a huge red flag i'm not we're not in the business of telling people what to do but uh nasty but commission's telling you what to do. i'm telling you what to do last thing so i got this awesome notification i was very excited about it and it said well i forget exactly what it said but it was a tweet and it was about air force falcon stadium is going to be getting renovated pretty soon now i'm a huge believer that a lot of changes need to be made to a lot of our athletics programs in order to grow them, in order to get them more on the national stage. Things like better scheduling, uh, better TV deals, playing better opponents. And, and this is a lot of it is, is football-based. Um, but one of them is definitely improving the fan experience. And this goes back to kind of what we do. We have firsthand experience of it because we've been doing – the tailgates for the last few years, uh, the FMB tailgates when we go in f to the Falcon Stadium for the Inner Service Academy game, and just all the things about it that it's just like, wow, I really wish they would improve this. Um, and it's it's a lot. Like, if I had my druthers and we had kind of an unlimited budget, um, I'm talking about leveling the entire parking area outside of Falcon Stadium. It's insanely difficult to set anything up as we know, we had a massive failure last year with a huge <laughs> banner. Uh, it's insanely difficult to set, set things up. It's not easy for, I would imagine, handicapped people, people who can't walk well to get through. Um, it's just really brutal. The, the bathrooms are completely out of date, um, and they turn into just... Dis well, we need better ventilation there. 
they wait what bathroom the steam rooms yeah this is the saunas that they have yeah (laughs) those are disgusting especially during winter games um they i mean they've made improvements like they have you know obviously alcohol sales is great for the new jumbotron's pretty good new jumbotron's very good um honestly it's just it's really really cold there too i think they need to do something about that i thought here's what i was thinking is like a semi-covered stadium and it wouldn't even be that hard i i feel like if they put up if they put up something to block the winds especially over the bleachers i feel like that could help somehow um i don't know so on the website it's on the usafa endowment and part of the reason why i'm really excited about this is because mike gold uh, General Gould, he was the superintendent, and he's an awesome guy. He and his wife um, are both really amazing people, and he's the president of the USAFA Endowment. And so the article basically says Falcon Stadium is shedding its 1960s veneer. Very excited to hear that. It does look like something out of – everything about the academy looks like if you told somebody from the year 1950 what is the future going to look like, they would point to USAFA with all the weird – right angles and everything like that and that's how a lot of how falcon stadium is and so they're going to transform it into a modern sports venue through an impressive four-phase renovation uh the falcon the 2018 falcon season began with the completion of phase two it's kind of weird hearing in phases like phase two complete um (laughs) but they did medical locker or uh locker rooms medical treatment areas and a vip green room edition you have to think that the vip green room edition was that way we didn't stick president trump in the locker room before he gave his speech just like sitting there on a trainer's table or something (laughs) like that beforehand um the stadium renovation will impact recruitment of future cadet athletes hundred thousand percent true very excited that someone came out and said that uh enhance existing traditions for the cadet wing and strengthen community connections through positive event experiences completely agree um i think that there are I think that they play they play lacrosse games out there. It would be great to see the wing out in, in full force more, make it more accessible. Um, I think if they even played other games there, I, I mean, obviously we have a beautiful soccer stadium. We really do. Like if you, I don't know how many times you went over there, but it's really nice. Um, yeah. I think it'd be awesome to get some soccer games in Falcon Stadium. Um, and then Mike Gould made some comments about it, and so they were talking about um, the things that they want to do for the next phases and. Here's what it is. So upgrades could include, and that's a very disheartening thing because that means we need a lot more money for this. Yeah. Uh, So new fan alumni and kid zones will increase the enjoyment of game day experience for all visitors and encourage our youngest fans to one day pursue admissions to the academy. A little bit of a stretch, but I love it. Uh, Updated seating, necessary. Banquet areas, increased concession options and viewing decks on the east side side of falcon stadium will provide unique opportunities for special guests premium seating including club seats and private suites uh whenever that comes out we would like to be on the list for one of those uh for free obviously and they will allow viewing with added privacy additional dining choices and increased alternatives for fans to watch the game those are all very very good things um i think they're timely i don't think anything is like why are we doing this when we just need to get to this first um but especially the seating, I, I just think that we need to make changes to that. But I also thought of a few things that I would like to see at Falcon Stadium just on my own. Do you want to hear what they so are? So did I. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, so how many do you have? I have three. Oh, I have three. All right, you go first with one. We'll uh, All right. We'll ping pong. I was, my first one, I was going to say, costs 
literally zero dollars, but it probably does cost some money. However, I'm sure they have the money for it right now. The best thing you can do to change Falcon Stadium is change the name Falcon Stadium. I think we've talked about this before. But it's the worst stadium name in all of college football of, like, the three college football stadiums I know. There's so many amazing people that went to the academy that did amazing things. Name it after somebody or something or some event that correlates what the academy is all about. Don't name it after the mascot. It's such a weak name, and I think it doesn't really do anybody any justice. That is, I'm not going to say that's a hot take, but that's a take that I don't think a lot of people think about, and I think I'm on board Falcon with it. Stadium, but I will like, say... It's not, uh, I could be shooting myself in the foot, but it's not like Crimson Tide Stadium. It's not Buckeye Stadium. It's not Wolverine Stadium. The Big House. The shoe, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, sorry. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I thought you were saying those were the names of the stadiums. Oh, well, yeah. Let's. I say we name it. I say we name Falcon Stadium Buckeye Stadium. Just a mess of people. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, no, Alabama's Bryant-Denny, which I don't think that's a good name. Well, we, we do have a name cooler after name some Army. Yeah, that's true. Well, so Army is, Army is named Mikey Stadium, and I don't know who Mikey is, but... The problem I have with that is it's spelled Mitchie. Yeah, yeah it is. And that's kind of confusing, so that's what Isn't I don't like about it. Isn't their field named something else, too? It's like the stadium has a name, and then the field has a name. That's so West That's Point. like giving out participation trophies. It's like, all right, the left goalpost of the northern edge end zone has a name. The right goalpost has a name. You just got to work it down to blades of grass. But isn't that the most West Point thing ever? And here's the thing. If you ever approached a West Point grad and complained about this, they would defend it to the death. They'd be like, you don't understand. It's our tradition. It's like, okay. Yeah, this the the field was built in 1637, and then we built the stadium in 1799. So yeah. that's George Washington took okay. the first snap on this field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, no, I do, I do agree with that. So what names are you looking at? I don't know. I just, like I said, there's so many badass people that went through the academy and did awesome things. I mean, you could probably find somebody that played football and had, you know, confirmed combat kills and stuff and just name it after that guy. I know I'm not getting very technical, but it's like you can build this thing up and make it however you want as long as you just put the pieces together. Um, I mean, Cy John stands out, but obviously we already have Cy John Hall. I mean, he played football and was a our only Medal of Honor guy. I literally just think um, that they were like, what do we name this? And they're like, well, our mascot's the Falcons. We can name it the Nest. They're like, eh, that's kind of lame. Like, Let's just name it Falcon Stadium for now, and we'll come back to it. The Nest would actually be a <laughs> sick name. <laughs> You know what I mean? It would actually be cool, because if you think about it, the shoe, that sounds terrible. Just, like, without any backstory to it, you know? Well, that's because the stadium's shaped like a horseshoe. No, I know, but we could... Maybe that's part of our renovation. We, like, have, uh, you know, make it look like a nest. It does look like a nest. I mean, every stadium looks somewhat like a nest. Yeah, but ours is much more bowl-like. I think. I think it's just the angle with yeah. the mount. 
but it has that like bowl feel. Let's just introduce like there's something about it. It's a nest. Like, maybe tons maybe of uh, we of, do. We uh, put down. You know how like Boise State has they have blue turf. We put down a bunch of sticks and feathers and like leaves. <laughs> and then we wear our uh, military camouflage uniforms, and it'd be like backyard football all over again. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, all right, let me get to my first one. So my first one, uh, put ice in the urinal troughs. So John again, I yeah I said that we need we need ventilation. That's the problem. I actually don't have a huge issue with the bathrooms. I was thinking about it. The problem is, is you walk in and you get hit by a wall of pee. And actually, we probably need a lady guest on here because I've never been in the women's bathrooms. But I want to know if they're bad there. I probably should just ask my wife because I know she's been in there. But I want to know if they're as bad as the men's bathrooms because you walk in and it's just that <laughs> wall. It's I thick. can still smell it, dude, right now. It's thick. Yeah, you can chew the air. <laughs> And it's just those, like, slow drip troughs. And all it is, it's just urine coming out of the body at 98.8 degrees. And it just gets into the air, and it's disgusting. So I think if they put ice in the in the urinals, um, every, every guy loves peeing on ice. I'm, once again, we're removing our family tag from this, but I just want to let you know. Every guy loves peeing on ice, and I think it would solve that issue, and we wouldn't even need ventilation. So that's my number one for a Falcon Sabre. Okay. Uh, I think I can get on board with that. Yeah, I mean the bathrooms are fine. I'm actually pro, I'm pro uh, wall wall urinal because you can fit more people, you know, so you're not waiting for individual stalls. Uh, but yeah, throw some. The stalls are, the stalls, and actually I was thinking about this too. The stalls are disgusting. I don't think I've ever been in one. But they're gross. But I've never been to a stadium where the stalls are good, and especially now that I think about it. I don't think I went into a stall since they've started serving alcohol at games. So I think it's probably even worse <laughs> yeah. now. But that, that to me, maybe just get rid of uh, the stalls altogether. No pooping. Yeah, if you have to poop, no you pooping gotta leave. The stadium. <laughs> we don't want, <laughs> we don't want any of y'all in the stadium. Ease off the chili dogs no the night before. Yeah. All right. My next one um, isn't really that applicable because we already talked about it, but it would just be parking. We've talked about it before. I don't want to get too in-depth on it, but we need to clean up the parking situation. I'm tired of trucking six miles into the backcountry and parking, like, in a forest on a 45-degree inclined hill. Exactly. If they leveled it, it would be all good. That's it. Yeah. I agree. All right. My next one. Um and some people might call this one a little bit ridiculous, but make the seats uh, completely resistant to any heat at all. So that way, <laughs> I don't know what kind of technology we have, but people complain about it. I actually want the seats to be colder. Oh, um, really? So, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So if we could get those seats to like zero degrees Kelvin, what's that, like negative 273 degrees? I can't remember no, if that's negative 356. Okay. Whatever that is, um, I yeah, that's the temperature that I would like uh, the seats to be at. And the reason is because that's how we get more Falcon fans on their feet. Oh, so, I see what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> so lots of lots of sitting, especially in those colder games. Lots of huddling. Lots of hands in pockets, which I'm not a I'm not an anti hands in pockets guy, but um, need to get more Falcon fans on their feet. We could also do so pocket checks at the gate, make sure nobody has pockets. Yeah. That so that could be a part more of fan interaction. 
that could be a part of fucking stadium improvement is sewing all the pockets of anybody <laughs> who walks in the stadium. So you go through security, you have to remove your pants, and they they stitch your pockets up. The size on seamstresses are going to be working overtime. Yeah. Yeah, and that provides more revenue for them. So I think this is all around a really good idea. I have one more, uh, I think, probably the best idea yet. All right, what is it? So the biggest game of the year is the Home Service Academy game, obviously. I just wish that there was one, like, super dope, really fun, like, better than anywhere else you could go tailgate before the game that's going to give out free beer and free merchandise. Oh, that's ours. A little segue, you like that? I do like that. We're, um, we're putting the maybe putting the cart in front of the horse, but just you know, expect another tailgate this year. You better come out and support. Yeah, we're doing it. Um, and I don't even know the date, but I think it's probably gonna be November. November second. Second, okay. I was gonna guess fourth. I don't know why, but it's yeah, it's always the first weekend of November. Um, so my final one is gonna be make it BYOB. There's people bringing in stuff anyways. Um, yeah. I've seen cadets before. I'm not not to rat anybody out. I've seen cadets with flask. Just make it BYOB. Like let people bring in their own stuff. I've been I've had multiple beers taken out of my hands walking into the gates, um, and I've had to watch like literally the first quarter while I had while I was like disarmed of my four pocket beers. And I just think it'd be a lot better if they made it BYOB. Another thing... We're not asking for anything ridiculous. In. It's like, whatever you can physically carry, you're allowed to bring in. Yeah. I'm not asking you to bring wanna... in a keg, but if I pack 13 well, beers okay. in my socks... Well, maybe if you I'm... throw a keg over your back, <laughs> yeah. you'd be good. Uh, yeah. I have, a, I have a buddy who can who I've seen carry a keg by himself. It was wild. Wow, that guy um, sounds strong. Yeah. You know, I, you know who he is, so... not. Oh. And, and this isn't an inside thing that we don't want to tell you guys. It's just you don't know them and we do. So, um, <laughs> But no, what I really think, if you want to go light, and what you can do to BYOB is you can bring in Strike Force Energy because it comes, in six, mil, it comes in six milliliter packets. Um, it's delicious. It's got all the energy that you would get. More energy than Red Bull. More energy than Monster. Yeah, you would get all that and more. And plus it comes in delicious flavors and it's cheaper per serving. To get it, it comes in flavors like original, comes in orange, grape, and lemon. Honestly, I was on their website, and I also saw at one point they had a coffee flavor. So I was like, how cool would that be to add to like a little little 2%, little milk? Mix in a little coffee flavor? I think that'd be really good. So um, we love fat, we love Strikeforce Energy. So if you go over to strikeforceenergy.com and make an order, use the promo code FMBA, You'll get 20% off your order, and you'll be helping out the podcast, um, and you can bring it into Falcon Stadium. So that's what we're really excited about. And before we wrap it up, we always like to do minutes, and the best minutes caller ever, Archie, always does it, so go ahead. Go to fastneatblowaverage.com, spell average A-V-G. New logo we talked about before. We got shirts rolling. We got awesome stickers going throw them on your truck throw them on your cadet trunk throw them on your laptop um got funny koozies all kinds of good stuff so go uh go check it out yeah get your orders in now what happens every single year and i say that like we've been doing this for like 20 years but every year <laughs> right around football season what happens about Someone a day comes before in, the game 
a somebody, day before. Somebody will message us and be like, hey, if I order now, will it be here in time? And there's only so much leeway we have because we keep some stuff in stock at our massive warehouse that we keep everything in in an undisclosed location. <laughs> uh, just It's overflowing. We're going to have to go to a new warehouse soon. We keep some of it there, and we outsource some of it um, to somewhere where we never even see the product. So depends on what you order, but even that, dude, give, just give yourself a week, all right? Maybe a week and a half if you're trying to lead turn this a little bit. Yeah, if you, if you think you're going to hop on a plane from Colorado Springs up to Boulder to go to that game and you want to be able to wear an FNBA t-shirt, um, go ahead and get those orders in because, yeah, like you said, there's really only so much we can do, so... Start ordering those now. Football season is right around the corner. We just actually had a sale. Um, got some got some orders in, but football season will be here before you know it. Um, so that's really all I got for us today. What else do you have? I think that's it. Hopefully, we will talk to you guys next week. Sounds good. So, yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. I'll tell you what, you can put down all areas of life. That's just where you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. I'm doing my thistle, my nizzle, my nizzle. I work me the price on the middle, the middle. I keep me a bag on skittles. I'm still trying to get you a radical feeling. A real automatic, it came with no sin. Automatic. All this trapping, it got you offended. I'm trapping a 360 in a minute. Then I punch on the